This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You guys, it's a huge celebration today, okay? I have reached a milestone. This is episode number two. Hundred, Can you believe it? For all of y'all that have been listening to me from the beginning, it has been close to what? It's been over two and a half years now, closing in on three years. This is wild to me. I had to celebrate because I got a special guest here with me today, Gibson Johns, and we literally talk about everything. He's a Bravo expert, okay? So, you know, I had to give y'all an amazing Bravo episode. We talk behind the scenes and in front of the camera, okay? It's an episode you do not want to miss. But first... Drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and help me celebrate 200 episodes by leaving me a five-star rating and review. We love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Oh, hello, everybody. Can you believe it? This is episode number 200. That is wild to me. Wild. I can't believe it. I don't did not think I would make it past 15 episodes, let alone get all the way up to 200. That's crazy to me. I've been here almost three years now, and I had to kind of celebrate. I, I want to talk to someone who hasn't been here before, who I'm a big fan of, new friend of. Y'all, I brought on the host of We Should Talk on In The Know by Yahoo. I've got Gibson Johns here with me today, and I'm so excited to talk to him because he has talked to everybody. So you know I got to kind of pick his brain a little bit. Gibson, how are you? I'm good. First of all, congratulations on 200. That's that's not easy. Thank that's, you. that's a big number. That's impressive. Ooh, dear God, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> but you for, thank you for the, the nice intro. Yeah, I'm excited Absolutely. to be here. Excited oh to be my here. God. Uh, well, let's kind of like kick off about a little bit about you because I've never had you on here before. So I doubt I'm introducing you to a new audience, but still, you know, like <laughs> maybe some people that don't know you. So let's let's help them get to know you a little bit. Uh, where did your love of kind of pop culture and reality TV start from? Pop culture? I I don't remember life before <laughs> not liking pop culture. Like I was mm-hmm. watching one of my first kind of uh, memories of being attracted to pop culture is the wizard of oz i watched that almost every day when i was like Mm. five years old like i was obsessed Mm -hmm. with it wanted to be dorothy wanted to be friends with dorothy i was a friend of dorothy like that (laughs) all of that and um that was the first thing i really remember and then you know you know growing up we'd watch like the tv was always on in my house and and Mm -hmm. um and my mom didn't really restrict us on anything that we could consume the tv was always on we were always buying music um I was going to concerts at a young age. So like a lot of just like mainstream stuff is what really kicked off my love for pop culture. Um, 
And then Bravo specifically, I mean, again, I'd probably credit my mom, my older brother, oldest brother. Bravo was on like back in the Queer Eye days, back in the early Project Runway days, Top Chef, but pre-Housewives, like some, some of those shows that sort yes. of really put 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 the new era of Bravo on the on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, we were watching those shows. Um, but I mean, it's not like I was seeking them out, but they were on in my house and I liked watching them. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so so then naturally, like when Housewives showed up, um, I I was never really into OC. So I, it, it was more New York and Atlanta and then Jersey that really got me mm-hmm. um, into it in the beginning. Um, but I've been watching those since since the first episodes. So um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been really, I've been there since the beginning and um, it's been a fun ride. Now, where are you? Are you in New York? I'm in New York, but I'm from DC. Okay. Not yeah. oh, so do were you kind of well, you've had two iterations now. One, were you a, a DC Housewives fan? And then two, I, did you become a Potomac fan by default? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I think you'd be hard pressed to find a DC Housewives fan. <laughs> <laughs> did I was I a viewer? Touché. Absolutely. Yes. I, I was still living. I was in that, I think I was in high school and that was on. So like I, I was really I wanted it to be good. I I was mm-hmm. I was excited for it. The hometown, uh, you know, everybody's dream to have a housewives in their hometown, but mm-hmm. it just didn't, it did not click. Um, you know, my, my mom was sort of like one or two degrees separated from some of them. So that was kind of like a fun little tit. Mm. Like, like I, I felt like, you know, a little close to stardom DC. Cause we had, <laughs> there no, you go. Like, it's funny. Cause in DC, like, you know, you feel like everybody has some side, some sort of tie to politics. And like, mm-hmm. that was just, my family is just not, that's just not our world. Um, right. No scandal. So, 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 so yeah, so that was kind of fun. But but yeah, DC was a flop, admittedly. But that's why, <laughs> but that's why I think when Potomac first of all, when they first announced Potomac, and I that was actually sort of just around when I was like starting to do this professionally. Mm-hmm. And you know, I knew what Potomac was. Obviously, I had friends that lived there growing up and mm-hmm. I would go to I would go to people's houses there. And it was it's you know, 15 minutes from my house. Um, so I was familiar with Potomac, but I remember the reaction initially of like what's Potomac? What, what is, right. what is, you know, people, a lot of people hadn't heard of it. Um, but I kind of, I kind of realized quickly, especially when that first season aired that, and sort of like where they were going and where all of them actually lived. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it really was like just kind of like a glorified renamed housewives of DC housewives of the DMV, basically like they live mm-hmm. all around DC, Maryland, Virginia. So um, that was, I loved it. Like that, that was, that was definitely in addition to obviously how amazing the early casting was, I yeah, think the part of my attachment was also just the fact that like it felt like they were filming in and around my hometown. You could go to the restaurants that they're eating at right on screen. That's always exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You feel like you're in it. Nice. I love that so much. Uh, how did this opportunity kind of uh, come up to work with Yahoo? Like, were you, you kind of like touched on it that, you know, you started doing this professionally, but like, were you your own kind of solo machine first or did like they kind of bring you in to do something yeah. specifically? Like, so how'd it go? I had interned um, at AOL and um, okay. and that, and I wasn't doing any sort of entertainment stuff. It was like, I was doing like some social media stuff and um and then I came back after college and I was doing like a gen- I basically just took any job I could get. Basically, sure. I was like, I just want to I want to be in the door and then I'll figure it out from there. And mm-hmm. I was doing more of like a generalized like I was like helping man the homepage and like do like random news and like kind of curate that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, like given my uh, my inclination towards pop culture, like the entertainment section was what I was like always focused on. And like that was mm-hmm. the kind of 
stuff that I was following in, you know, outside of work. So I was like, why not? That was what, what I was always kind of gravitating towards. So I saw some people on who were specifically on the entertainment team who they were doing some interviews and they were getting to go to some cool events. And I was like, how do I get in on that? So I basically, <laughs> I basically just like approached the editor and I was like, listen, I will, I'm really interested in doing what I see you guys doing over here. I know that's not, I know it's not my job, but if there's ever anything that you guys that comes your way, but you don't want, or you can't do, or you have a conflict, I'll take it. If it's somebody you have not heard of and you get an interview opportunity, I'll do it. Cause I just wanted, it was just so exciting to me to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. I was interested in seeing if I could be good at it or figure it out. And um, it was honestly the best way for me to start because I was starting with people that I, I was nervous about doing the interviews because I had never done it be- them before, but I didn't, I would have been extra nervous if it was people that I had heard of or knew or really had any sort of like um, kind of, you know, affinity for so a yeah, random was, senator I, from ohio yeah, or something right. <laughs> yeah so I was, I was interviewing like you know like really new actresses on like an abc sitcom or like mm-hmm. um hgtv people who like not even like the top tier ones just like people that you know are on right. during the day or whatever like people sort of in that in those spaces mm-hmm. um and that just really that's how i cut my teeth that's how i like got the practice um where the stakes were like lower for me as, as i viewed it and then it just sort of snowballed from there. And then basically a bunch of like a bunch of boring corporate stuff happened, but Yahoo and AOL got put under the same roof. And yeah. so, um, so now I'm on the Yahoo side of things and um, that's that. And it just, that, and then went to a team that, that was more video centric. And that's how the, my series we should talk came about, but um, it's, it's been, I've done every kind of interview, every form of interview I've done like 700 celebrity interviews or something crazy so um it's been it's been but it's been fun like this is it's I feel like I'm getting paid for something that I'm passionate about and I would be paying attention to this stuff already Mm -hmm. so um I feel really lucky nice man that you're you're living a dream there you go uh I'm a regular guest on another podcast uh called she speaks bravo with Emily Hanks shout out to Emily Hanks and um we usually cover like entire seasons of shows and most recently we talked about Family Karma. We covered every single episode, and Love I know karma. that I, I know you got the host, the panel at BravoCon. Yes, yes. Talk to me about. Well, first of all, how was BravoCon? But then talk to me about like you know who was the favorite person you met there, and how did that whole you know Family Karma thing work out? And did you like it? Yeah. So I had done the first BravoCon. I did two panels mm-hmm. there um, with with Housewives, and um, that was obviously a smaller operation. It, it was their first time doing it. Um, so I was I was. I wasn't sure what the approach was going to be that they were going to take for the, for the second incarnation that was felt like 10 times the size, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just, I was, I was really, I kind of put my hat in the ring and um, they sort of assigned different, they designed moderators to different panels and I was assigned family karma and I was super excited about it. Cause I've been watching that show since it came out and it's been such a joy. Um, mm-hmm. And I never, I'd never met any of those. They, they premiered during the pandemic. So I never met any of those people. I, I think I'd only interviewed Anisha for the second season, but that's it. So I didn't know them. Um, and so, and I, and I knew that this third season was sort of like a banner year for them. They had an engagement, they had two mm-hmm. weddings, there was relationship drama. So it was like a big year for them to, mm-hmm. and it was the first obvious time at BravoCon. So um, I loved it. And I, I, they were all so friendly. And so they were really excited to be included and not just included, but like their, the Bravo machine was getting behind them and they had yes. their own panel and they were so welcomed by 
their fellow Bravo celebrities and like they could feel like not just the inclusion but also the support in that inclusion which I think is like very important like obviously you want to be there but you don't want to be it, it would have been clear if they'd been invited and just kind of like push the side no like they were in it they were supported and they were very much welcomed so mm-hmm. and, and I felt that in the room during our panel um I felt like everybody because they're such a positive bunch and like it's not there is drama on the show but it's not like tearing each other down drama and all their mm-hmm. families are so in- interconnected so there's it's like a different more supportive vibe I think with them yes. and um, I'm and, like, protective of, of Lavina, so I get it. Oh, I, there I we go. There we yes. go. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, and some of the aunties and uncles were in the front row, and mm-hmm. Bali's daughter was there, and it just felt like a really definitely like a family affair. And we premiered the the season trailer. Like it was just a really nice moment. And I think that they really appreciated the love. Um Good. and so yeah, family karma was amazing. Uh beyond family karma at BravoCon. Um, you know, the I would say the one person that I so I was sort of like, I was kind of like a running around with a, like a chicken with its head cut off. Like I was like <laughs> back in the press room where the red carpet was because it was all, there was basically this whole intense schedule of like who was going to be back there when doing interviews. Mm-hmm. And then I was like trying to catch a lot of the panels and then, um, you know, just like wa- trying to soak up the sort of energy of being on the grounds. Right. Um, but uh, I, probably my favorite interaction that I had I sprinted, I guess I sprinted back to the, (laughs) to the red carpet room. And I was like, I knew that Garcelle was going to be there. And I was like, I was like, I I knew you were going to say it. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I knew she was going to be there. And I was like, you know, there was a lot of people on the press line. There was a lot of outlets there who a lot, a lot of the Bravo celebrities like did their, did their best to get all the way down the line, but they were being pulled off into other panels and things like that. So a lot of them couldn't get through the full thing. And Garcelle, was pulled off the red carpet because she had another panel to go to mm. and she was in her all leopard getup. And I remember, I remember she was waiting, she was pulled off and I was like, Oh shit. Like yeah. I, I miss, I miss my moment, whatever. But then I saw her, I like turned back around like a minute later and she was sort of like standing 20 feet away behind a lot of the cameras and stuff with her team, just waiting for all, they were all transported via golf cart in the back hallways to their different stages. Mm-hmm. And she was waiting for her golf cart. So I was like, I was like, this is my moment. Like I have to go up. But because and I had just you gotta take her. it. I had just interviewed for her for something. She had just followed me back on Twitter. So I was like, I I this this is if there's ever any moment to like connect the dots, you know, yes. I mean? like this is it. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I just went up to her and she was so friendly, so gracious, so Good. just everything everything you want her and like every Bravo celebrity to be. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Garcelle has maintained a uh relevant career in show business for as long as she has yes and it's because of who she is as a, obviously her talent but also who she is as a person and the and that i got that from that two-minute interaction i had with her and that was just very affirming and i and i love that oh <laughs> uh, that makes me so happy because it, i don't feel as guilty defending garcelle blindly anymore knowing that she's an amazing uh, human being <laughs> oh, bl- blindly blindly I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, yep. uh-huh. <laughs> i think the garcelle i think garcelle fans need a, need a, need a uh, fan name so i think i I'm, know I'm gonna, right? be, I'm gonna be stewing on that <laughs> the bouvet booze or something you oh, think about it you, you oh know, that's we'll... cute the bouvets <laughs> i love that oh yes. my god wait kind of side note just to kind of you know yeah. uh slip a little family karma combo in there because i love that family of course finally yeah getting we can its, go back there it's things uh what'd you think about like this season overall just like what'd you think about like the wedding you know obviously we had our first like big gay uh kind of like i want to say indian wedding but kind of like a converged wedding of sorts of cultures and stuff and then what do you think about 
Monica and Rishi? Like, were you kind of rooting for them or were you saying go your separate ways? Yeah. Um, okay. So first the wedding, the finale, the, the finale couple episodes around the, uh, the wedding, I thought was beautifully done. I mm-hmm. cried. I was like, a, I was like bawling my eyes out during the ceremony. Um, I just thought it was a beautiful moment and the way they all came around every generation came around to support them in that on that day was just everything you could hope for Mm -hmm. um especially given just like all the drama and like the the dedication to to Amrit's grandmother was just so Mm. so special um I loved that and then the Monica the Monica of it all I interviewed her because I because during this season I just it was so unclear from her social media, like whether they stayed together. Right. And I don't even really know now. Are they together now? Who, From what I've heard, it, it's just been like s- from people gossiping, <laughs> like I've heard that they've been seen out a few times, like at a club or something so, like yeah, that. So we don't I, know. Right. I'm, I'm so confused about what the actual status of their relationship was. And it's a shame they didn't get a reunion because I think that there, there were some things that we could have tied up there um, and gotten answers on. But um, I interviewed her this season and I basically was like, listen, I've been, I was stalking on Instagram and there's literally no clue as to whether you're together or not. Like he's not on your Instagram. Right. She's like, yeah, like you guys will see. And so I kind of felt like that was going to be like, oh yeah, like you guys will get an answer. And I don't feel like we, they were, I guess, together at the end of the season, but I was kind of hoping she was going to move on. But if she has found, but if she, but if she has found happiness in him and if he's really committed to her and she feels that then I support that because I don't think he's a bad right. person I just like right I just didn't like how he was handling that whole situation I thought he was being really evasive and a little bit shady about it um mm-hmm. I didn't love that but if she, but if they figured that out then I don't think that it wasn't too far gone in any in, in, in any sense I didn't think what did I, you think I to- totally agree I yeah. was they kind of had me on a roller coaster because I found myself at the beginning really, really rooting for them. I was like, oh, this is the finally Monica has the guy because she like really prides herself on being the one that like kind of the aunties love because she's so traditional. She wants to go about it all the right way. Totally. This kind of stuff. So, but by the end of the season, I think what would kind of turn my head was when she went over to his family's house for that dinner. And that whole interaction there, I was just kind of like, okay, that get the hell it. out while you can. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. get out while you can. Like this, I don't. I, I agree. Don't like that this. was weird. That was weird. Yeah. And also, like the 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 girl who started the rumor or whatever, whether it was true or not, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Um, was is like is the brother's girlfriend, so she's like around too, yeah. so she has to deal with that. Like, I don't trust that that person as far as we can throw mm-hmm. her. So, like, I don't. I don't judge don't, her. She's still, she's still with him, but I was hoping that she would move on. That's what I thought. Same, yeah. same. We're, we're on the same page. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've, you've interviewed, obviously, like you said, you've done over 700 uh, like celebrity interviews, but you've interviewed a ton of reality TV stars, everywhere from uh, Danielle and Kyle from Summer House. You've talked to Jackie and Melissa over in Jersey. You've talked to the love of my life, Gertie down in Miami. Like, yes. I, there are some, you've talked to a lot of people has there been any interview and you guys, I'm trying to, you know, this is his job. I'm trying to keep him out of trouble. So I won't ask, <laughs> I won't get you in trouble with any questions, but has there been any interview, whether it's good or bad? And of course you don't have to name names if it's bad, but has there been an interview that kind of stuck with you afterwards? Either it was so overwhelmingly positive or it was a situation where it was like, you know what? I never need to talk to them again. I don't really need to see them on my TV again after this interview. Have you had those kind of experiences? <laughs> 
I've definitely had those kind of experiences. <laughs> I, I would say that like, I would say that reality stars tend to skew towards that latter one or the, the, the former one of like, mm. because they, they are, their career, their job is to share their life. And so mm-hmm. like I used to interview, I used to interview a lot more like traditional celebrities and they were, they're so much more closed off. And they're, when they're doing an interview, it's usually like that they're getting paid for it, like for like a sponsorship or something. And so mm-hmm. they're not as willing to like open up and talk to you about whatever you're you're curious about but with reality star like you can basically ask them anything you know and like like, sometimes with the bravo interviews um you know you have to kind of stay away a little bit from like the mechanisms of the show because they don't always like to acknowledge that but Mm -hmm. other than that like i can i could ask like i interviewed melissa and i could ask her anything i wanted about her thing with Teresa, like anything i wanted Mm. and and somebody like melissa a lot of the jersey girls in general um like i just interviewed dolores that's coming out uh this week and nice they are they're some of the best at it, I think, because they they know that the, the interview aspect of it, having relationships with the media and being friendly to people like me is part of the game and part of staying in the game. Mm-hmm. And so, and like giving me good interviews is part of the game. And so like, and also part of it probably because I'm in New York. And so like, I will sometimes run into them at things and things like that, but they are so, they cultivate that relationship really, really well. And they maintain okay. that. And like- I would say that some of the housewives are a little bit like, you know, we, we you sign on to a zoom and it's like, they're maybe like, they're a little more reserved or not talkative when mm-hmm. you're waiting, you're waiting to start or right when you finish rapping. Um, and I, I don't put, I don't um, hold that against anybody because I, you know, they're having probably these long press days where they're doing like four back-to-back interviews or things like that. But, right. um, but I do think it's, it's not that much to ask for them to do what some of the Jersey women do, which is ask about my family or even just ask how I've been. Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's little things that people can do in their position to really, the bar is kind of on the floor, but um, (laughs) some of them kind of blow past that. And um, I would say they stick out as a group. That's pretty universally really good at that. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, And I feel like a lot of people, wouldn't necessarily expect that either just because what we see on TV, but they do have that family component to it. And I'm yeah. going to actually, actually ask you about that okay. later on about yeah, that, all future that. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, I think that, and I, and I think that with Jersey, it's also, I think you're right. It's the family aspect. And I mm-hmm. think that like, it has a proximity to New York that lends it like a little bit of a glam, but like, it's not yeah. the most glamorous of franchises. Like it's pr- like, we see them in their sweats. We see them like, you know, in their, it, it, I feel like we see them at their homes more than potentially we do with some of the other ones. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that it's a little bit Close less... right out of the hamper. Ex- yeah. Right, right. It, it's, it's, it, <laughs> exactly. And it's a little <laughs> bit less like um, built. Like, they're a little bit, they're, I think they're, I love them. There's no shade, but like the pedestal is a little bit lower in terms of like the, the like lavishness and like the, yes. sheesh, you know what I mean? Like, they aren't like that for the most mm-hmm. part. And I think that makes them more approachable as well. That's it's always I always say it's so funny because people talk about how, you know, like, oh, Beverly Hills, they're the ones with the money and all this kind of stuff. And then other franchise or Dubai and stuff like that. But I always love the fact that I know when I get an Atlanta reunion, those girls are going to come out dressed to the like they they plan, they coordinate. Yeah, they are going to be like ball gown down always. the entire time. But then like when you see maybe an OC reunion, you're kind of like, hmm. that's that's where you went okay (laughs) no I think I think Atlanta I think Atlanta 
the franchise is still kind of, I think it's trying to figure itself out generally, but like they will always sort of reign supreme for me when it comes to reunions. It's just, there's yes. something about, there's something about that franchise and reunions that hits different, I think. Absolutely. They, I, I can rewatch an Atlanta reunion every always. single day of my life. Like <laughs> yes. I never get tired of it. I'm with you on that. Uh, we all have our favorites. Obviously we talked about our mutual love for Garcelle. Love mm-hmm. me some Garcelle. And we have our least favorites. How do you kind of, you know, as someone who, you know, talks to everyone, how do you kind of separate the two when you're about to interview someone? And has there ever been a time, like when you're about to interview someone that you just, you truly couldn't bear it? You're like, you know what? You obviously don't name the person, but you know, you're just like, you know what? I, God, I'm I'm going to do this, but I really wish I was like on my couch with a pint of Ben and Jerry's <laughs> doing something else right now. Um, Yeah, it's, I think... During the pandemic, I really, I really leaned into Twitter as just like an outlet for talking about these shows. And I was Mm -hmm. doing that before the pandemic, but um, I had a lot more time on my hands. And so (laughs) I was pretty much watching everything live and tweeting about everything live. And Mm -hmm. I really leaned into that and it really benefited me. And I just like grew my following on Twitter a lot. And um, with that, I had to sort of readjust how I was commentating on them because I just didn't, I'm not part, I'm not in the teardown business. I'm not. I'm I'm not part, yeah I'm yeah. not I don't watch these shows to bring people down I don't it, it it might sound holier than thou but it's honestly not I just like I enjoy most of these women and mm-hmm. I like watching their lives and I don't get I don't I don't try to feed into the negativity especially on Twitter where it can get so negative so fast mm-hmm. um so I really do feel like most of my commentary is like skew is really positive or at least neutral um mm-hmm. and I try to I try to keep that in mind before I hit send on anything. Um, I think that I, when somebody like objectively crosses a line or it just kind of gets to a point of no return, then mm-hmm. I can like let it fly a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always keep that in mind. And also like, I know that like a lot of the housewives may, might not be tweeting all the time, but like, I know for a fact that a lot They're of them looking. are looking, looking or mm-hmm. being sent or being sent things or clicking on the hashtag. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, <laughs> I always am wary of that and I don't want that to impact my interviews or my opportunities to interview them. And um, so, and and that's never really shown it. That hasn't shown itself much um, because I also know that I, I know I'm confident in my abilities as somebody who interviews them to Mm -hmm. check my, most of my bias at the door. I think it's impossible to completely check it, but um, because we're all human after all, and like we have, but, but I can be, I know that I can be fair to, each and every one of them and I can ask questions to all of them and so <laughs> one of the people I that I thought sort of crossed the line last year was Rinna and I was happy to see her go um mm-hmm. who knows maybe like down the line I'd want to welcome her back but right now I'm glad she's not on the show and same <laughs> and I was tw- and I was very open about my feelings about that on Twitter this past season mm-hmm. and um I, I got an opportunity to interview her recently or no, I, I got the opportunity came through and it didn't end up working out and I I was oh. gonna commit I was gonna commit to it but I was, I was like, I was, I would have been nervous to, to do that a little bit because I was, I wouldn't, I wasn't sure what she's seeing. She's a pretty online housewife. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's an instance. Another instance is at BravoCon. I did this video where I basically everybody that I had, that I had run-ins with, um, I asked them to say Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. And I did a whole compilation of all of them together mm-hmm. and I put it on TikTok. It's really fun. And, and, the, and I, I think Potomac had just premiered. 
And, and again, I've known, I've known those women since season one, because I started interviewing them around season one. And I, Mm -hmm. and I love all of them, honestly, but Giselle, I think that I had, I think last season I was like a little bit critical of her whatever. And I was a little bit, I hadn't seen her since Mm -hmm. then. I was a little (laughs) bit nervous. Um, but I don't, I think I'm, I think I was fair and all my, you know, um, sure whatever about her. But so, and when I, when she came up to me and she was like, she was like, Gibson, I have something to talk to you about. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, was like I was like, oh fuck, what did I say? Right. I I, because I couldn't remember anything specific, but I just like was getting a vibe when she was staying near me on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being, she was like, you remember in the premiere this season when they're at Karen's party and she just like goes right up to Mia and asks her about the cancer thing. Cancer, no cancer. Yeah, yes. and, and, I, and I tweeted something and I was like, you know what? This is why we need Giselle. She's not going to mince any words. She's going to go straight through it. And she's going to ask the question that everyone else is too scared to ask, get mm-hmm. the conflict going. And she was, and she brought up that tweet. So it, I thought I was, she was more like what she was more like, she wanted me to elaborate on it, but I was like, Oh no, this is totally positive. Like I'm commending your ability as a housewife to move things forward. Um, so those are two instances. And then I would say one last thing I can say is like in the, in season five of Potomac, mm-hmm. I was I was on the Monique Monique side of things. I I was okay. I, I, I was that was my point of view, mm-hmm. and um, and I was confident in that. And I again, I don't. I again, I don't think I ever was like super critical of Candace, especially because like that that situation was so delicate. But um, I interviewed her for the premiere of the next season, and I and and again, Candace is another hyper online housewife. I would say, especially yes. on Twitter, and so. <laughs> I just didn't know if she could have maybe like misinterpreted something that I put out there or like taken something really personally. And like, I would have, I would have gotten that from her. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had like a totally great interview that season. And it was like, she was such good vibes. And, um, and you know, she, she has since totally won me over. Like, I think that she, like she, this past season with her was her best season yet, I thought. And mm-hmm. um, cause I think, I think that she's for the most part figured out how to balance the going for the jugular, but also being a little bit more, holding back a little bit more I think that she mm-hmm. she turned me off in their first couple of seasons by just like how quickly she would go there um mm-hmm. but yeah so those those are three instances I think of where some of those things kind of play into what goes through my mind before an interview but um they all ended up fine <laughs> I love that we're very similar with our uh online approach I don't tweet first of all which I I Good should get you. on more social Resist sites. It. Right. Resist I'm like, it. I should do more because obviously the podcast, but I'm like, people find me. It's like, it's, it's okay. Yeah, totally. I just mostly do Instagram. You can't do it Insta- all, right? Exactly. <laughs> in my Instagram, I only, like, I get on there, I post the funny, and then I leave because I'm like, yeah. I don't want to, one of the reasons though, I've, re- I've like kind of come to realize, because I always tell myself that I don't want to be the person like tearing down these people online because I feel like there are enough accounts and mm-hmm. stuff that do that. Not my yeah. brand, not my genre. I don't, I don't like to do it. And, but plenty also, and, and plenty of people are good at it too. Like I'm just not, yes. that's not me. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like, I don't like to, I, I feel like what you put out there, kind of what you get back sometimes. And like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I've had enough karma. Don't need any more. I'm good. <laughs> and I've realized that like one of the other reasons why I don't like to do it too is because my favorites tend to be the people that are getting criticized the most. So you mentioned Giselle. Like, I go so hard. For, I I love the Green Eye Bandits. I do. I lo- I'm sorry. I love Giselle. <laughs> I know. I, I, I feel I feel less strongly about Robin, but I love Giselle. <laughs> I know, like I I I think that she's so essential for the show. So essential. Yes. 
I love. I feel. I I feel like they always. Star. Yes, they do what they need to do, and I love. But that's what I like. My like, I love me some Kenya Moore. I feel like they know how oh, to yeah. stir oh some God. pot. So like, I, an all time like great pot stir. Yeah, exactly. Yes, a goat. Yes, absolutely. Um, have you ever been interviewing someone and they kind of like accidentally spilled some tea that you've like had to remove from the show, or you know, you have yeah, to kind of yeah, that, that's a common thing. I mean, not 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 mm. not, not common, but like it happens a good amount um like because most most of the time most of the time when anybody's interviewing a housewife in a in season there's a publicist on the line Mm -hmm. um from bravo or peacock and if if the housewife said something they shouldn't have said or revealed too much or got ahead of themselves um or if my question um was maybe based on something that wasn't confirmed or whatever they can they might pop in and be like hey we need to cut that from the interview mm-hmm. and and it it's it's frustrating but at the same time it's part of the game in terms of maintaining that relationship and so you just yeah. kind of have to you know like it happened uh it, doesn't, it actually doesn't have to be happen to me that often it used to happen more in person um but it recently it happened one time while interviewing a miami person recently just Ooh. about about, about uh, <laughs> when talking about the future, the future of the show, I think there's, mm. been, there's, there's, there's been rumors about, you know, on some of the fan accounts about like a next season or who's going to come back or things like that. And um, mm-hmm. I think they just didn't want they don't want to go there yet. Oh, interesting. So all <laughs> y'all speculate on that. Give me your thoughts about that. I want to hear all your, <laughs> you know, all your information. Uh, that's so funny you say that because I uh, I had Robin on the podcast uh this past it was early in this past season so probably like after episode i think three episodes had aired at that point and i was actually uh the, almost a year to the day like before that i was a guest on reasonably shady oh so amazing we, yeah, okay. so we like we talked and like so she did it like as a favor she's like yeah i'll come on no problem that's so nice I, I oh she like the I love her so like that's why I, one of the reasons I love them so much because I she's like great person on and off screen and so like I talked to her but like no PR was there. And oh, so that's nice. Yeah. She like literally just log in. She's like, oh yeah, just tell me when I'll log in, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so I was like, oh, I feel like I'm doing something very naughty right now, but I'm gonna take advantage of it. So like we had the best right. conversation. She did not hold back. Like that's what she was talking I love about. That. How oh, it was so great. She was talking about Wendy, like what happened during that conversation. That was when like uh she got up and Sharice held her back, like that whole <laughs> right after that. She yeah. was telling me more about behind the scenes of that. And I was like, ooh, this is, wow. this is Honestly, everything. You, you, you probably got a lot out of her and she probably got in trouble for that, to be honest. I'm wondering if she, I know. <laughs> like the other, the other time that last season on Southern Charm, at the very end of the season, I interviewed Leva and Naomi. They were like doing some other event that was not affiliated mm-hmm. with Bravo. And they just, they, they said a little bit too much about production and like oh. behind the scenes and same i got i got a note and and they and and, and, I, and I know they and i know they got a note so it, right. it happens but like good for i'm i'm proud of you for getting in without the without I, the third person i hurried up and i edited that episode so goddamn fast and i put it up so i was like nope 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 here we go good for you but no it was all good stuff she didn't she didn't do too much. i made sure i only asked her about what we've totally. seen on camera so far i was like i don't want bravo blacklisting me already like, it's already... exactly <laughs> Uh, before we kind of, I want to chit chat with you just a little bit about the uh, the actual shows, kind of, you know, high level combo. But I want to know what do you 
as someone who's I consider an expert in the field, what do you consider to be your favorite reality show? Like either historically, currently, whatever you want to, whichever route you on Bravo or Housewives or generally anywhere because I watch it all. So like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think my favorites are the Housewives just because I just mm-hmm. feel so. It feels like it, at this point, it's like so intermingled with my life. But um, yeah, beyond Housewives, I I've been watching uh, Survivors in season one. I've watched all forty four oh, wow. seasons of Survivor. <laughs> Holy whoa! Okay, <laughs> we're on season forty four. I just think it's such a um, it's such a dependable format of a show, and it just works so well. And they do such a good job of mm-hmm. maintaining that the core of that show, but while also evolving it. Um, I love that show. Um. Beyond you watch Big Brother because that makes me. I love a same thing. Okay, I watch Big Brother since season one. Um, I'm We're a hailraiser person. Yep. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there um, we go. Yep, I'm not a I'm not like a feed watcher. That's a little bit too like because three episodes three yeah. ep- three ep- three episodes in one week is enough for me. Um, yes. I pay attention like on social media, but it's a lot to keep up with, and so that's mm-hmm. why. Like, like, for example, I know I would love Love Island, but I just don't have the time in my life to watch an episode every day. I just don't like. I, and my- I know I would like it. It is, it's my love. And I, yeah. I was, I don't know what I was doing last season because last season I was watching UK and USA at the same time. There, one was airing on Peacock. One oh my was on God. How Hulu did you coming do that? Out. It was, it, I'll admit it was kind of overload. I was like, right. okay, I don't know if I can do this next time, but thankfully they've done an earlier season of UK okay. now. So like now I'm watching UK that'll lead That's into yeah. the summer one. Cause I was yeah. kind of stressing. <laughs> I wish I could just like, I wish I could just like pause life and just like binge all those right. seasons. Cause I just know I would like eat it up. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not in the love Island situation. I watch some of the Netflix stuff, but also some, I just, the thing I get frustrated with Netflix is that like, they only cast like models and influencers and like Instagram yes. type people. And I just like mm-hmm. wish that they would expand their casting a little bit more. Cause I, it, it's diverse from, it's diverse from like a racial perspective, but it's not diverse from like any other perspective at all. Right. And like, I just, it's, it feels like I'm watching the same sort of people <laughs> mm-hmm. over and over. Um, so I, I get, but I love, I love love is blind, I, but I, just, I don't really engage okay. with like, the circle or perfect mat any of that stuff um, oh my god I, lo- I don't know why but i love the circle i i, can- I literally can't figure it out figure out why <laughs> i love it so much but every time i just feel like they always drop a new season out of nowhere and i'm like oh my god this is the perfect wednesday i'm i'm watching the circle all day i love it so much i don't know why though listen we all it. we all we all have our our cooks and eggs, but um <laughs> yeah. yeah i i watch a lot of reality tv as you do clearly so it's um mm-hmm. It, the, the the limit does not exist and um i'm i'm just op- i'm i love it i love it and i i feel like there's the the real human aspect at the core of all of them is what is really attractive to me so i agree yeah i yeah. I, I think i've had the same criticism of netflix where especially some of these like relationship based shows i'm just yeah. like can we do something a little different like i get it too hot to handle and all this i'm like i get we... it but they're not they're not all too hot <sighs> to handle you know what exactly I mean? like, <laughs> like I feel like especially love is blind like I feel like it could be it could benefit from just like a more different types of people thrown in there but yeah you know they're that's their prerogative and I'm, I'm sure they have all the like the metrics to back it up but right um and I'll and I'll keep watching love is blind that's that's for damn sure but <laughs> there you go we, we still haven't gotten another Cameron and Lauren yet but maybe one day I don't know maybe we'll one see. day but I don't know if they <laughs> I think that again and they, they kind of struck gold with, with Cameron and Lauren they were like yeah. in the bottle I love exactly. Them. Do you so before we move on? I just now, kind of have to know because you said Housewives is kind of your favorite. It's kind of mixed into your life. Who's your top city? 
right now it's Miami. I okay. Think, yeah. Miami to me is doing Taste. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miami is, I like each and every one of them and they all serve a purpose. I think they all bring something to the table. I think it's an amazing cast. I love how big the cast is. I think that it the the vibe of it, and I think part of it's because of the, P- the Peacock production of it all, but I also think that it feels like such a good combo of original old school housewives and also the best of a new school housewives. Yes. And it, it, like it, the, the combo of it just is like, it's just so great. And they've, a lot of them have known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just great. It's firing on, on all cylinders and I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, originally my favorite was New York. I just, I just loved that group of women. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say like before Miami's resurgence and I still love it obviously, but before Miami's resurgence, Potomac was my top, top my top dog as well. Like okay. they, like I, th- I felt, I felt like they, and I've, I've, again, I've always loved Potomac, but I felt like there was a new energy around that show coming out in the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot more people were watching it. They got, they had time to binge it and catch up. Yep. And it just felt like the velocity of the show and its forward momentum was, was just at like warp speed. And I just was so, I was so happy for them and they were, they were delivering too, and they are delivering, mm-hmm. but um, my, Miami's just like hitting different for me and I'm excited by it. I love that. We love we love a guest with taste. So oh, Miami is we're gonna let's kiss. Move, <laughs> yes, we're gonna move on to them next. But um Atlanta is always my baby. I just whether it's love old Atlanta. Miami or new Atlanta, I feel like my I don't know if it's coming with age or what it is, but <laughs> my brand of reality TV now, I just like to laugh a lot more. I feel like I gravitate more you. to the laughs and the drama almost. So Atlanta never ceases to make me laugh. So I'm always kind of drawn to them regardless and no matter who the cast is like obviously i would love like portia nini faye i would love them to come back but probably not gonna happen so like i'm good with this current iteration too i think that you know from what we've heard this next season is going to be fan freaking tastic so i'm excited about that so love I'm, them love potomac uh, yeah yeah I'm with you on the laughing. That's why I knew. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why I, I gravitated towards New York. That's why I gravitated yeah. towards Potomac. That's why mm-hmm. I love Atlanta. Like it's. It is about the joy and the fun, ultimately. Yes. And um, like so, I I interviewed um Alexia Marisol for the Ultimate Girls Trip, and mm-hmm. so I watched the I've watched the first three episodes of Ultimate Girls Trip. Okay, and just I'll, give me a, a thumbs. Yeah, up, a thumbs I, I'm, down. I'm, I'm gonna just say. <laughs> Portia being back on my screen is incredibly welcome. She <laughs> she was talk about making me laugh. <laughs> she was it's good. I love okay. it. Okay. Oh, that's she's I, you know people uh criticize me sometimes, but I've always Portia is probably if not my number one, she's very up there. Like I've, since she joined the show, you know, that season five was so weird. Then she gave us that incredible <laughs> performance at the reunion. Yep. But then after that, she just took off in my, I like, I've, I've loved me some Portia. Her, her, traje- her trajectory. Just, yeah. yeah. Her, her trajectory is one of the best ever. And I, and I, yes. it's, she seems very happy. So I don't want to say that like how it ended for her um, is like disappointing or anything, but it was, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't love how she exited the show and just like, didn't really want to talk about it. I respected it, but I didn't, I wish we had gotten that part of her story. Um, But, but I, I'm with you. I think that she is an all timer. There we go. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Miami then. Uh, Did you watch part one of the reunion? I did watch part one of the reunion. Okay. Who just kind of superficially, who was your best dress and who was your 
not so favorite dressed at the reunion. I think my two favorite outfits are Gertie with the, with the chains. Mm-hmm. And then I also think Marisol looks really beautiful. I really love her. Okay. Like, the, the, the more simple kind of. Um, yes. Chic, it, was, it was very chic to me. I love those two mm-hmm. outfits okay. for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Was there anyone that kind of just was like, oh, that's a choice for you? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, overall, I mean, as a cast, they look great. I think, I think, honestly, they all look pretty great. I think um, Adriana and Julia is, are definitely like very extra and like over yes. the top. But like, honestly, like, I think that sometimes with the outfits of it all for the reunions, like part of it is like they are playing into the over the top kind of campiness of the whole thing. So like, mm-hmm. it's not like just about, how chic or like amazing they look like it's I I I sometimes want it to be extra almost to the point of like being bad taste you know what I mean like that to me is like part of it at this point so Mm -hmm. I have no criticism of their looks they're just very much over the top with the with the big fur with the sort of gladiator look I love it I love it but they're they're not like necessarily my taste but right absolutely uh this reunion kind of evoked a lot of emotion out of me just like I found myself kind of screaming at the screen in what way? a few times. There were some times where I felt like the emotion, like the hatred of other cast members kind of blinded simple, rational logic sometimes. And I think specifically like the portion where we were talking about Nicole's dad was just really kind of mm. like, Ooh, this is a lot right now. Cause I felt like the left side of the room, the, you know, the, I call them the OGs plus Kiki, it was kind of like that that side of the couch was really, you know, they didn't want to hear anything Nicole had to say. It was also it wasn't like forget your childhood trauma, forget this, forget that. You need to forgive him. That's your father and that kind of stuff. And I've never been it's kind of it's kind of Jersey-esque in a way, because I'm always like, I know we say like blood is thicker than water, but sometimes like, man, that blood will kill you. I'm telling you, you gotta you gotta mm. find a better way, resolve it or move on or something. But Sometimes these I, people that push people towards family, even though they're pushing them towards a super toxic situation, it's always a bit triggering for me. I don't know why, but it's kind of it, it's a bit much for me. That's what I felt like that segment was. Yeah, I can, I totally see that. I think mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't think the other women necessarily should have weighed in on yeah. how Nicole is addressing her personal situation with her own father. Mm-hmm. I think when he was at her engagement party, they saw how he is and Mm -hmm. but ultimately like you can't you can't understand because you're they're not he's not their dad so right i just kind of wish that there was less of a greek chorus on that segment i'm with you on that yeah totally agree what are you on most of the the stuff at the reunion because it really kind of felt like it was left side of the room versus right side of the room most of the time so where did you kind of where'd you see yourself falling on most of the issues i think one, I think Dr. Nicole holds her own in such an impressive yes. way. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't think she has, I don't think she always has like a lot of backup, like like vocal backup. And mm-hmm. it really is, it really does a lot of the time feel like her versus two to three people sometimes, um, mm-hmm. which is not an easy position to be in. But I think that she holds her ground really, really well, especially yes. because like, I think to a lot of people, she's objectively right in a lot of the situations. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not as... Um, like it, it's frustrating to watch Alexia Marisol and Larsa like refuse to apologize for anything. Yeah. I do. I do. I do understand the outlook of like, why would I apologize if I don't, if I'm not going to mean it? I get that. Mm-hmm. But I also, I 
don't want that to like prevent the show from moving forward mm-hmm. um and i you can tell that like they just like don't like nicole and that's fine like they don't you don't have to like everybody but you're on this show together and so like i wish it i wish that they would just let the like resolve conflict a little bit more um because ultimately like you have to be good at conflict resolution to mm-hmm. again keep the show fresh and moving and um it feels like it's sort of like at a standstill between those three and and Nicole and I just it's it's hard to envision like a her sort of breaking through that or even wanting to break through that to be honest and mm-hmm. um that's like a dangerous game to play um, yeah or a dangerous dynamic to have if you want to continue the great momentum that Miami has as a franchise absolutely and yeah. I'm always I I'm always nervous too watching shows like this where I enjoy it so much where I'm like man it's only a matter of time before sometimes the only way to go like sometimes you can't keep going up and i and i right. hope that's not, i am manifesting another amazing season of miami next year yes. keep, the, t- keep the same Fingers cast crossed. like have a producer tell alexia and marisol to to move forward and that's and then we'll be good to go yeah. but um <laughs> yeah i agree with you i agree with you absolutely um where did you kind of come down on last miami thing then we'll kind of talk a little bit of jersey uh, where'd you kind of come down on the whole Gertie and Alexia of it all? Because Gertie was not backing down, which I love because I feel like she kind of gets bulldozed a lot of the time because, you know, when Alexia feels one way, so does kind of Marisol and Larsa, and they kind of stick together against the newbie. So where'd you kind of fall on that whole uh, Andy telling Alexia, hey, the audience doesn't think you're good at apologizing. Mm. And then for, how do you feel about people saying like, there's a correlation between her and Teresa in a lot of ways? <laughs> yeah, I definitely see the correlation. Like mm-hmm. I think they, they both had these sort of, you know, movie worthy lives in terms of what's happened to them and what mm-hmm. they've gone through. Um, and you can't take that away from them, honestly. Um, and I, and I actually, I never really thought about with Alexia because I've interviewed her before and I brought up like everything that she's gone through in her life. I never mm-hmm. thought about the perspective of, from her of like bringing it up is like having those things define her and like regurgitating her, almost her trauma. And, and I never really thought about, thought about it from that perspective, which I actually really, I appreciated seeing it from that, from in that lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Gertie and Alexia of it all, I mean, I, I think that Alexia would almost I mean, it's, it, she isn't, she has not been great at apologizing recently because she hasn't really issued any apologies on the show recently. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, and that's just kind of like a fact. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard because I feel like with them, it just keeps coming back to the same thing. It's like, it's about their, it's about the wedding and like whether, the, like how that all panned out. And like, it just feels mm-hmm. like to me so long ago and keep talking about it. And it's like, I, I wish that we could somehow like, they can keep they can keep fighting but like can we find something sort of new to fight about i don't know like and they're both they're both like so activated (laughs) in this Mm -hmm. moment and like (laughs) you know sometimes i wish we could see like more different levels of delivery and energy from both of them especially at this reunion but um i mean they're pretty good adversaries i mean i think that like they they can both take it and dish it and that's all, that's I all we can them. ask for yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's all we can ask for <laughs> yeah oh boy i uh i'm excited for part we're recording this everyone before part two has come out so yeah i'm excited to see part two i think it'll it'll deliver like the first one did we kind of got left on a cliffhanger with that whole we did and that, that to me was like i'm so curious how lisa's gonna react to that comment from right Alexia. 
I'm Oof. really curious because Lisa is sort of like the biggest bridge between those two sides of mm-hmm. the room. Um, and I think that the OG, the other OGs, Alexia, Marisol, Larsa, like they need to not burn that bridge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I see exactly what you're saying. <laughs> uh, let's touch on Jersey a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so overall, how are you enjoying the season? Do you think I, that I, the show needs a change after the season? Or are you liking the, like the way it's going? I personally am really enjoying this season. I know mm-hmm. that like there's a lot of people online that are like, they groan about Melissa, Ver- Mer- Melissa versus Teresa again. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. But to me, this season's different because at the reunion last year, they finally admitted they didn't like each other and wanted to stop trying pretending. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that this is a really, it's like experimenting to see what it's going to, what it's, what it is like once, once they stop pretending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that coupled with the new additions that are bringing this like nice, fresh energy and like are giving us other feuds to sort of water the Teresa most of it all down. I actually think mm-hmm. it's kind of a nice balance. Um I get the, I get, it's not like I don't understand why people are tired of it. I just think mm-hmm. that like, to me, this sort of represents the culmination of that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. And so I'm glad that that is still around this season, but I don't know what it, and every time I interview a Jersey person this season, by the way, I ask them, how is the show going to move forward? Cause I don't know either. Like I right. really, it's really hard to imagine them coexisting on a show without just regurgitating the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. I really don't know like I mean just like from a what makes sense kind of way it's like it simultaneously is really hard to envision Jersey without Teresa right it's that's Mm -hmm. really hard to envision she's been around since season one she's a central the central force but also like what better way to go out than with this like fairy tale wedding and sort of being released into a new family and yeah like that's just like it's such a that's that's a dream quote unquote ending. But I don't think she wants to end. I don't think she necessarily should leave. I'm just saying like if you're just thinking about from like a storytelling perspective, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. But similar to Cynthia Bailey in Atlanta, almost totally like she, exactly. She had a great story. Got married on the show first season. Got married the last. Like it was really kind exactly. of fairy book, and it was a great way for her to go out. That's I feel. so right. That's a really mm-hmm. good um, parallel. Um, but I don't, I don't think she wants to leave. I don't think the network wants her to leave. I don't think right. fans want her to leave. But I also don't think Melissa should have to leave either. I think Melissa is, mm-hmm. is also a really integral part of the show. I think that people like are obsessed with saying she has no storyline or that she like fake storyline that she's dependent on Teresa with a storyline. And it's like, th- that's just like such a tired argument in my opinion. And I think mm-hmm. that like she delivers drama and conflict and she's not afraid for, uh, she's not afraid of, of confrontation. And she, I mean, her family drama is the center of the show. It might not be like her individual family, but her and Teresa are the center of the show, whether people like it or not. And like, I think mm-hmm. that Melissa gets pretty much all of the blame and the hate and the blowback from it. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's hard to watch. Um, yeah. And so I don't want, I don't want either of them to go. I just don't know what it looks like with them not fighting about the same shit every year. <laughs> right. It's gotten to a point now because I, I ask myself all the time too. I don't know what it is about the show this season, but it just kind of maybe it's the way that it's you know going this season or what. But it just kind of feels like this is the end of someone's chapter. I don't know whose chapter. I agree. It, just it feels, feels that way. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't. To me, watching it, I'm like, I don't know how we have these people on here next season either. Plus, Jennifer Aiden is really holding. Like she is 
the center of every episode almost like you know she's kind of she's showing us us what a non-gorga jadichi kind of centric sure. jersey looks like in a way and i kind of loved it because I, I i love jennifer aiden like i just love the mess that she brings and all of that so i'm a fan of her but like as the show it just kind of feels like i don't know maybe bravo is at a crossroads where they have to say like okay at the end of the season we might have to pick one of these families to move forward and i don't know what decision they're going to make if they go that route it's really hard it's really i agree i agree with Mm -hmm. all that it's just really hard to envision and it's also like it's really hard to imagine that they want to let either side go because outside of like the online bubble they're both Mm -hmm. separately insanely popular personalities for the network and i think that like they're huge draws for a lot of people like like as many like i know obviously so many Teresa fans like she's especially online she's she's so dominant in terms of the love she gets mm-hmm. in real life i know so many people who love joe and joe and melissa they just like, it's like i mm-hmm. it's i again i think they're really valuable assets for for bravo and and it's, it's weird to think about them like that and not just like mm-hmm. as people but like they're essentially they are entities for talent yeah this, this machine and <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh, I just I agree I don't know and the, the yeah. reunion's get, the reunion's gonna be ugly because I don't think they've been in the same place for in the same room other than like BravoCon where they're separated by like 30 people right. I don't <laughs> think that they've been in the same place in like eight months or something Ooh, yeah that's gonna be I, the reunion will be very telling I as much as I say it feels like there's a change coming I also know that Bravo is a network they're about the money like they're and probably the, and the not, ratings are good the, the ratings, ratings are, are good like it's been like the best they've been in like i don't know like how three long years so yeah that's ultimately what it said but also i was one of the people that was like i really don't want this show to you know beverly hills to move forward with renna but i don't see them making a change with the ratings looking like they are and they made the change so i was like you're right kind of shocked right. me. so maybe we'll see i don't I, bravo it's in your hands obviously i'm just a, a talking head <laughs> over here i don't know yeah it's it's a lot <laughs> i think it's also it's one of those things where like the, they have to be careful because I think the conceit of Jersey since the beginning has been that it's about family. And so yes. if you take that element out of it, like you said, do you recenter it around Jennifer Aiden? But can you, but can you do that if like Teresa exists within that universe? Like she's, she's, mm-hmm. she's such a powerful force and like, right. I, I don't, I, all I, consuming. I, it's all speculation, <laughs> but it's just, it's, again, it's like, it's this weird frontier of like, and there's no resolution. I really don't think there's any resolution to come from this. I think no. like, in my interview with Dolores, she told me it's like it, it and she's been around for what, like seven or eight years. Like mm-hmm. she, it feels the, it feels the nasty, nastiest and ugliest it's ever been. And Oof. I agree with that. And like, mm-hmm. I think they're all really hurting and like not enjoying this, um, yeah. which sucks. Cause it, it shouldn't be this, it shouldn't be this much of a downer right i'm enjoying watching <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah and it's it's crazy because i'm the person that you know i'm always like oh i get a little more on edge watching them pretend to get along than i do seeing them fight almost and that's a crazy thing to say about family members because it's I, anybody with eyes knows Teresa and melissa don't like each other so it's almost weird like seeing them pretend to get along as opposed to just being like, like, we don't have to do the nastiness, but I almost applaud them when they're just like, you know, okay, she's there. I'm here. We don't totally. have to do with the, the fake stuff that we're going to do. Like, you know. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I mean, that's been like Salt Lake's problem is that they act like coworkers mm-hmm. that don't like each other. And it's like, yes. okay, well, 
that's not fun to watch and that's not believable <laughs> for you guys to be in the same place. So I agree. I agree. It yeah. You don't want to see them faking any sort of um, cord, like cordialness. I don't know if that's a word, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, speaking of Salt Lake, though, what do you think about Mary Cosby coming back? Oh, I'm here for it. I'm Same. here for it. I think that I think that that show got so dark and so mm-hmm. honestly not fun to watch. I was not enjoying last season by the end. Same. And, um, you know, lover or hater, Mary Cosby brings comedic relief to yes. the situation. And I think that. <laughs> I think that having her around and not having to go sort of again into sort of her dark story of like the weird church stuff and like mm-hmm. it's sketchy and I don't think she likes to talk about it. So like have her having her as a friend to like make us laugh and stir the pot. I am here for perfect. that energy. Yes. That's the, I, I, think the, I think it's the perfect role for her. I think it's good. She got a year off. I think mm-hmm. it's good that Jen's not around for her return. And mm-hmm. let's I think it could be great. I really do. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I always said if, if Jan is leaving, because I, as much as I know, like Jan done some crazy stuff, we also have to kind of admit that like she really was the show. Like she was kind of the the center, the forefront and everything. So it's it would have been weird just having her removed and not having like a presence like Mary Cosby back totally. on the scene. I, 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 I totally think see they, what you're saying. Yeah, they need, a, as much as I, because I never want to speak against, you know, everyone's Queen Lisa Barlow, but, you know, they kind of <laughs> need someone in the forefront there, and I'm not sure they had it with the the cast that was remaining, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like, you, you really do need that person to, to stir shit up. So mm-hmm. I think that both Jen did, Jen certainly did that. And I think Mary, Mary certainly, as we've seen, is capable of that so yeah and she's not it's not afraid to do it either i think i think one of the things um one sort of the subtext on salt lake to me is like they're sort of like the post instagram housewives where like they're really aware of how things come off and how they're perceived mm-hmm. and I think they a lot i think they all really want to be liked which i don't blame them for mm-hmm. but that holds them back in certain ways i think and i don't think mary really cares about being liked and i don't right. think and I think Jen knew that she wasn't going to be liked by a lot of people. So she just went for it um, for better or for worse. And mm-hmm. I think that's an important element to have. Absolutely. Uh, last question, but then I promise I'm going to let you go out of here. Thoughts mm-hmm. on the uh, the newbies in New Jersey? I love them. I honestly, yeah. I, I'm into all three for different reasons. I think Dan- I think Danielle is like just such a natural star. She's effortless. Mm-hmm. She's hilarious. Her family is really compelling and funny um love nate (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah i think that she is she's great like i think that she's just like an objectively a star um Mm -hmm. rachel i think is really solid i'm not like completely sold or over the moon about her but i think that she's a really solid presence on there and she Mm -hmm. i think as she gets more comfortable being in this environment i think that she could actually start to excel and mm-hmm. then I think that Jen Fessler is fucking hilarious and I love her energy. I think that she yeah. is like, she brings this sort of no bullshit um, kind of like dry humor that I really love. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. my favorite kind of humor and I really like her. So I'm I'm into all three editions on Jersey. It's same. I, and, I they, feel like and they needed it. They needed they, it. Oh, they desperately needed it. I, um, with, in terms of Jen Fessler specifically, she really kind of comes across as you know sometimes the person that makes you laugh a lot it, it kind of comes across as trying too hard right but with her it really does kind of come across naturally and you will not find a friend of housewife too often that's willing to throw someone out of their 
house you yeah know, totally when trying to right. be on the show so i'm like you know what i'm kind of as much as i love jennifer i'm kind of sold on this i'm like yes. okay i'm here and for I, it. I, and i also really liked like i think she's a she's a solid friend of like definitely for the comedic relief and and definitely like again i think you're right like she's willing to to do stuff like that mm-hmm. she's also will, like she we saw her we saw her checking her best friend who brought her onto the show, Margaret. Yes. Like, like, and th- that's also a really good quality to have. Like we need people to like cut through the bullshit and call, and call out their best friends for their behavior. And I, and I, and I, and I love Margaret, but like, I'm glad that Jen was like, listen, that wasn't you. That wasn't like, I don't know what I saw there. That was a great, that's a great quality to have. Um, mm-hmm. She's not a, she's not a yes person. And there, and I think that she, um, I'm into her. I'm into her. I like it. All three I'm good with. I'm absolutely obsessed with Danielle. Rachel, I'm I'm glad you're here. I you know, I got right. still <laughs> being sold on her, but you know, I'm 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 long for the ride. I like it. Cute family. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for it. Jersey is really captivating me this year. So yeah, it's always a good thing. Sure. Yeah, someone, you know, sometimes dealing with Jersey fans online is whew, oh, no, I, lot, I can't so. I can't um I can't engage with that. I for especially right. for, especially for Jersey, I post and ghost. I yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't look. I, I I I'll see a tweet and I'll be like, okay, that I posted like the next morning, and I'll look mm-hmm. at it and I'll be like, all right, I can see that number of replies. I'm not looking at any of them. No, nope. just FYI. <laughs> so <laughs> my two the two cities, New Jersey and Potomac. Mm. I post my because I'm mostly like I do uh kind of recaps on social right. media to promote the podcast. So like I do my my episode recaps that are uh like funny based, not really like uh the commentary. Like if you want the commentary, come to the podcast. But right. I post the funny on there. I immediately I can always tell like how that's gonna go because I'll post them. You know, like the first couple are just like laughing emojis or something. But then you have that one person that posted like soliloquy in the comments and it's like okay that's why that's exactly why you're on i'm muting going away getting it's, ice cream it, watching TV, it's like that you know? it's like that it's like that meme that's like so, sorry that happened or whatever but i i ain't reading all that like that's exactly exactly like I'm either sorry. congratulations or i'm sorry yeah, i don't know which exactly one. <laughs> exactly oh my god i feel like i just made a new best friend today like oh my don't god, be a stranger so much fun. oh, oh my, my god, god never this is so much fun tell them where they can find you support you everything yeah, so I'm um, Gibsonoma, G-I-B-S-O-N-O-M-A on every social platform. I have um, a podcast called We Should Talk, comes out mm-hmm. once or twice a week. It's always just an interview with usually a reality star, probably 75% Bravo people. So if you mm-hmm. like all these shows we just chatted about for a long time, like yep. you'll, uh, you'll, you'll enjoy them. Um, and then I also have a newsletter uh, that's linked in all my social media bios, so. Go subscribe Perfect. if you liked what you heard today. <laughs> and so they know, because I know you're, uh, you post the, like the audio format, obviously on Apple podcasts yes. and stuff, but working can they see the video format? Yep. Like on, yeah, so we, or... yeah, we, we upload, um, the videos onto YouTube and also, I mean, they're across Yahoo. So, um, mm-hmm. the best place is probably just to go to the link in my bio and, um, Perfect. it's linked out from there. Uh, and also every time I post an interview, I link to the, to the YouTube video. Yeah. So you can listen or, or watch whatever you prefer. Perfect. There you go, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. This was a fantastic conversation. This is so Thanks fun. Thanks for helping me celebrate my, my You're the 200. Best. Oh my Congratulations. God. You're the best. Thank I you. Hope, I hope you have a drink tonight to celebrate. I hope you're, yes. you're, you're celebrating. Good. Good. <laughs> I'll go get something special. This was a, a great episode. You guys, I've been Kendrick. That's been Gibson. And we'll see ya. Thank you.
Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.